Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. Life could be miserable, life could be dark, so we're here to bring you a little bit of light, a little bit of joy. Sometimes actually a little bit of joy, a little bit of light, depends which way round I remember to do it in. Um, this week we are seemingly hosting from the surface of the sun <laughs> um, and thankfully I'm joined by Stu. Once again, I'm Bradley, by the way. You, you know me, you know Stu. How are you doing, Stu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm basically turning into a puddle as we speak. I, I really fancy having making making some sort of contraption where the, I have a 360 degree fan around my head. You know, that's supported on my shoulders. <laughs> that would be ideal. Or you know, you could get one of those Dyson like face masks. Yes, yeah, something like that. That would be good. I'd love that. They look classy. <laughs> yeah, but no, I don't have it. The thing is, I don't have any trouble with um, the heat. Uh, the only problems I have are. Like your house, your, your house is retaining the heat and not venting it out, so it's not fresh. Mm. So that always sucks. That's British housing for you. But um, I like going out in it. I, I do like going out in it. Oh, see, I, I, I don't. I, I actually discovered um, having issues with with heat is very much a um, an, aut- an autism thing as well, right? Um, which I was totally unaware about, um, and I, I have issues. And the more I think about how hot I am and how much I'm sweating, the more I seem to sweat. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I suppose that's I'm like, like, yeah, part I'm of I'm like, like the opposite of Prince Andrew. It's, it's <laughs> weird. Yeah, you're super not nonce because you, you don't sweat at all. Um, yeah, look, I mean, look at my armpits. I'm clearly not a nonce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look, officer, here's the proof. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. No, no, I know what you mean. It's like, um, I think, you know, some... Uh, neurodivergent people have um proprioception and interoception issues don't they with uh yeah with that um yeah which are worth googling by the way audience if you if you want to look come up but yeah 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 it's uh it's it's a challenge it's a challenge everyone could do yeah. with you know I, I you know ideally air conditioning that was powered entirely by solar that's the dream that's i mean that should dream. be possible really yeah yeah a solar panel on an air conditioner hanging out your window. Surely that's possible. I think it is. I think it's just expensive. That's all. Yeah, you know, people can afford things if we had this, I don't know, some way of making sure everyone's got money to be able to do things. I, I, I don't know. Oh, I know right. what you mean. You're talking about um, the youth stop- Ubisoft? The, the, Ubisoft. the youth stopping Ubisoft. buying all of those uh, avocado sandwiches and stuff. That's what you've been spending that. it on. It. Yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah, not a universal that, basic. No, income. no, that, that's not. crazy. No, idea, no you communist. No. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just want to quickly point out before we get going, um, and this will lead somewhere in a minute. Um, is I think I've created an ADHD paradox. Go on. So it works similarly to the same way that the grandfather paradox works in time travel, um, but the ADHD paradox is I kind of, ADHD is a known to kind of mimic the people they're around to try and fit in and things like that. So they take on a lot of their behaviours that they're doing and like reflect them back to them. Um, it's just a way of coping like socially and stuff like that. Now I got thinking earlier, I do that quite a lot. I kind of reflect back like how I, like what people are like, I reflect back to them. And since discovering I've, I am ADHD, and I've seen a lot more ADHD content. I'm now wondering 
Am I actually not ADHD because I'm seeing the ADHD as more and I'm mimicking the ADHD behaviour, which in turn causes me to do the mimicking for other people. And I'm, But to actually mimic the ADHD, I've got to have ADHD. But if I haven't got ADHD because I'm only ADHD because I'm seeing other ADHD people, well, am I actually ADHD? But I must be ADHD because I'm mimicking other people to mimic the ADHD. See? Paradox. <laughs> Ah, uh, kind of. I think um, <laughs> the, I think it, that might just reassure you that that you have ADHD. You'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, but no, I do still sit there and go, I'm a fraud. No. Oh, God. <laughs> Your ears can be a testament to that. <laughs> Talking of Paradox... Go on. Did you know there's a company called Paradox? And do you know what they published, Joe? I haven't got a clue. What's that? Video games. Video games, Brad. Yes. yes, remember them? I do. You, 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 you clearly don't, by the way, because it's been a while. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I can't. I, I tell you what, I'm going to ask the question. Okay, I'm going to ask the question because then people will get an understanding. What have you been playing, Joe? <laughs> I've been playing literally nothing, and this is kind of an extension of what I was. I think I mentioned on the podcast last week. If I didn't, I mentioned it to yourself anyway. In that I, I'm trying to be away from screens when I'm not working because work is horrific at the moment and will be for a while at least. Um, and so outside of, of that, I've been doing different stuff. So uh, I've been trying to do the exact opposite. So I've been out walking more. I've been doing my Geolingo, like learning Welsh because I'm moving uh, back to Wales. And I want, you know, it's just a thing I want to do personally for myself. I mean, so that's you've seen Wales anyway. If we're being, you know, Chester, <laughs> yeah, pretty you much, you basically. <laughs> yeah. Don't say that to most Cestrians because they'll react. Yeah, but I don't. Care. If you're from the northwest, you know that Wales is pretty much Chester. It so, is. It uh, is. Pretty, yeah, well, no, Chester is pretty much Wales, rather. I grew up over Close the border enough. actually in Wales. So, uh, oh, okay, yeah. So I grew up a bit like Ian Rush. Uh, he's one of my friend's cousins. Well, now we've got to get talking. <laughs> well, it's not a friend I see very much anymore, oh, unfortunately. Okay. But um, yeah, he was my first. He was my first Liverpool hero. Uh yes, I'm um, mine. Yeah, I was. I wanted to actually grow a tash like him. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> but the there were so many to choose from. There was like Jim Beglin's tash. There was uh, Graham Souness's tash. There were so many tashes. Yeah. Definitely, especially in that Liverpool team. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, uh, that's, that's okay, that's cool. So, um, yeah, so back to the games thing. So, yeah, yeah no, I've been doing, I know Geolingo, yeah, you use a screen, but it, it's, it, yeah, fair enough. But um, yeah, going for walks, I've been working on like RPGs, not video game ones, pen and paper. So, yeah, writing down storylines and working out rules and things for board game not, nights and things not, like that. Not building massive rockets to blow up. Oh no! People. Which is yeah, that's what my wife says. That's what Mel says every time. She's just like, I go, oh, and she goes, what are you doing? Oh, RPG stuff. She's like, rock, rocket propel grenades, and I'm like, because oh. <laughs> every time. But anyway, um, fine. It's a, it's a P. It's a P and P RPG. If you want to get precise, yes, correct. Tabletop RPG. That's the one. So, but yeah, no. So I've just been not. Going on, going to games. I've been doing other stuff that's very, very slow, very slow stuff that takes your mind away by slowing the world down a lot. That's what I've been doing. Thankfully, I don't have a life. <laughs> um, the, the football season's finished, so you know we're not travelling everywhere to watch the women play, um, which which is it's not good because I enjoy it. 
Um, it, get, it gets me out, but I've had a bit more time on my hands. Um, and listen, I've been playing enough games for the both of us, Stu. So would you like to know what I've been playing? I would love to know what you've been playing. What have you been playing, bud? Well, okay. First of all, um, I've been managing traffic in a game called Urban Flow, uh, which came out on the Switch a good while ago. And I played it and I've, I've, I pretty much enjoyed it. It's a, it's a pretty interesting strategy game with some rhythm aspects to it, I suppose, because you kind of got to get into a rhythm with it. Kind of puzzly at the same time. But essentially, you get different levels. There's like numerous levels throughout the game that get increasingly more difficult. Like that, and each one set at like a junction or a roundabout or a slipway, like to a, things like that. Um, and what you've got to do is you've got to manage the traffic lights um, to let cars through, make sure they don't crash, etc., etc., etc. And you'll get a level there. What you kind of get is three, four, five different points on 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 the map, um, and you've got to go like this light's green and this light's green, so these cars can travel. I've got to make these ones green and uh, this one red now, this one green, blah blah blah. Um, and then it throws in other things like a level crossing, so you've got trains coming through it. You've got to manage, um, and the idea is to get all the traffic through without crashing. But then it throws in things like emergency vehicles need to get through. So you've got to kind of prioritise an emergency vehicle, for example. So you've got to make sure that goes green and the other ones are red to make sure the, the emergency vehicle doesn't crash. Um, and yeah, it's a really, really intense game that is um, as simple as you like. You know, you basically press corresponding buttons on, on the screen to make traffic lights go red or green and let traffic flow. Um, through urban areas. I don't know where they got the name Urban Flow from. Um, <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's it's really good. It's like, I mean, remember we coined the phrase uh, cup of coffee game or coffee cup game or whatever. I don't know what we called it. This is why I'm not good with letting <laughs> things stick. Cup of coffee game? Yeah, cup of coffee yeah, game. Yeah, cup of coffee game, yeah. Yeah, it's a fiver. Um, playing it on Steam Deck, it's perfect on Steam Deck, even though it's not technically verified yet. Um, it, I... Stick it on for ten minutes if you want. Play a couple of rounds. Doesn't matter if you if you do well or or, or you foul or, or or whatever. It's just really really fun but challenging at the same time. And for a fiver, you really cannot go wrong. Nice. So, yeah, I always I always have a chuckle when people say, "Oh, you know, oh, we're 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 like we're we're moving towards a dystopia." I always just sort of just gesture around and i'm like well have you seen like new york with the smoke from the wildfires in canada and have you seen you seen the fact that brad's playing a game where <laughs> automation has taken away our, our role in society and our jobs and so now we have to play video games that give us back the jobs that we've <laughs> given out to automation yeah. automation oh dear yeah it's yeah, actually, it's a very, very good point because there's a lot of it. So it's COD. Do you remember, not last year, but the year before, I got I was really excited about Railroot, and I still yeah. play that game. It's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Now, yeah. the start of Railroot, 
everything is manual. So you have to manually let the trains go and like make sure they come into the stations properly and route them and everything. And then the further you play, the more automation you get into it. Um, and to the point where it just becomes a, a screensaver. And it's brilliant to get to that point. This is like that starting part of Railroad. But without the progress to go to automation at all, it's completely manual. And honestly, it's it it's fun. It really is. But yeah, it's what, you know, at some point that would have been someone's job in a control room as well. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you know. I think the idea of it being a remote job at one point was like bizarre because it used to be like the uh, the old person stood there, didn't it? Trafficking, like, yep. like you could go, you stay. Used to be quite a skilled job that one. It did, it did. Yeah, no, I mean, there's we have progressed from you know, oh yeah, let's play a game where it's a job that we can we can never have, you know, so we can experience a job that we could never do, like be an astronaut or a pilot or a deep sea diver, and now it's gone to. Do you know what I really want to do? I want to be a, a lollipop lady because uh, we don't do that anymore. Um, no, that's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. And um, it, it is quite interesting. It is quite funny. And you know, on that sort of dystopian future kind of chat, there was there's you know machine learning and, and AI and ChatGPT and everything, and people f- frantically panicking that it's going to take over. And it's like, well, it can and it can't because it's at the moment it's drawing from a pool of knowledge to to create stuff uh created by content creators but it's going to reach again a paradox you know this is the paradox cast today uh it's going to reach a paradox where the all the information it's bringing back is information created by other ais at which point it will not be recognizable to humans and therefore will be of no value um we completely agree with you there yeah yeah so it's an interesting paradox. So uh... it really is. Now I'm like, in terms of like, have you seen this? Like, there's a comedian in Australia actually done an entire set uh, written by ChatGBT. Uh, 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 didn't tell anyone. Just went on and done the set and absolutely died on stage. Yeah. Um, and just proved like the jokes they weren't structured properly. They didn't make any sense in context. They wasn't. There was no flow to his set or anything. They was all just separate. Not in that Tim Vine way of doing separate jokes either, which can be amusing at times. I don't find Tim Vine particularly funny, but he's better than his ludicrously right wing knobhead of a brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, or the Canadian fellow does all those quick time jokes and everything as well. Um, and there's no flow, and you see, like, like chat beat GPT options of like saying they're going to write scripts and that. It's not. It's just, it's just it doesn't have any context for anything. And I don't think AI can learn context. Uh, not in our future, anyway. Maybe many, 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 many hundreds or thousands of years down the line, if we're still alive. Um, <laughs> but. I am happy with the automation process where, again, this is where, not to get political on a Fortnite and I game, by the way. Um, no, apologies, apologies to Baltoro Games on this one. But hey, your Fortnite and I game about controlling traffic has raised some interesting points about society. No, there you go. No, <laughs> but the, the dream was always like if you go back a few hundred years like the dream was everything would be automated um and we would just live and have the entertainment and the creative side of things um 
I watched an episode of Some More News the other day, and Cody Johnson was talking, like, showed a clip from the Jetsons, where George Jetson was complaining that he had to actually work two hours that week uh, because something had gone wrong. And it's like, but that's the dream we've always had: is robots yeah. will take over and do the mundane jobs and allow us as a society to be creative. And ChatGPT, ironically enough, has managed to pull information from places to then kind of prove how universal basic income and automation can work together to get keep society running well, actually enhance capitalism while allowing people to live good lives and be creative and progress humankind forward. Um, and it's just kind of, if the stupid AI can get it, then... You know, maybe one day the politicians might. Uh, but yeah, I, I found it really interesting. And like Power Wash Simulator and stuff like that, to be honest, I don't want to go out and power wash outside because you've got to actually clean up and put the stuff away. And, you know, I've actually got to get up and go to work in the control room to manage the traffic. I don't want to do that. I just no. want to sit on my Steam Deck on my sofa in my pants and press buttons. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I I like those. I like the again. I like the existence of those games. I think they're lovely, and I think it's great that people have those options. But I'm never interested in them. I, I never want to do chore type stuff, you know, farming simulators or anything like that. Really, um, if I'm going to be flying a plane in the game, I want to be destroying some thinly concealed, you know, equivalent to the North Koreans or the Russians. You know what I mean, or, or whoever. Oh, no. Preferably the Americans, but you know, we're sh- talking of which, just did you, <laughs> talking of which, did you see the new content for Flight Simulator? I did not. No, what's that? Oh my god. It's got it's added helicopters for a start. That that would be big enough in itself. But now it's added actual like mission based content. So like you could be like a fire and rescue and stuff like that. Oh nice. So you have to go rescue people out the sea or off mountains and so on. It's added June content. Not like in June, but you know, June, June you know the Frank Herbert stuff. Yes. Is it Frank Herbert? Please tell me I haven't just made a fool no, of myself. No, it is Frank Herbert. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, and you can control like, the uh, vehicles in, in June, which is really, really good. That's another one. Um, but yeah, it's added all like proper mission-based stuff, and that's coming out next year, apparently. I can't wait. Oh, that's I'm going to really d- d- uh, dust off the uh, flight stick. Yeah, yeah. Well, you and I have said loads of times that there's not enough um, firefighting games around. Mm. You know, I said there's like the firemen on the SNES, and there's... Uh, that Roscoe in, McQueen. Yeah, Roscoe McQueen. Uh, there's that. Uh, there's Burning Rangers, which is amazing. Won't hear anyone say a bad word against it. Don't care. Uh, and there was that Inferno, whatever. Nuclear Blaze. Nuclear Blaze that we were playing. I've only played a little bit of that. I've still. I've, actually, a, I've really got to get in play that properly. That is an absolute corker. It, it really yeah. is. It totally went under the radar for me. It's a, it's a cracker. It's a cracker. Oh no, no. Let's not go down that route again. Um, but yeah, no, it's a really good game, and there's loads, there's, there's loads, loads of the firefighting games that have come out are really good, but there are not enough of them. So yeah, I think that's brilliant with Flight Simulator. And yes, you should buy a flight stick, and you can tell your bank manager that I said you could while you go into terrible debt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but if you haven't got enough money for a flight stick, and God knows how much it's all going to cost to actually own it all locally on on a system rather than playing the. The, the cloud version or whatever you want to do building a full cockpit set up in your if you haven't got the money for that 499 urban flow get on it nice um moving on 
Um, not only have I been controlling traffic, but I've been so good at that job, Stu, so, so good at that job, mm. that they gave me a pay raise and any holiday I wanted to take. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to down tools for a bit and I'm going to go to France. I'm going to say the south of France. Might be wrong. Um, but I went to the Dordogne region. Dordogne? Dordogne. The Dordogne. The Dordogne region. Region. That's region. But yeah, no. I've been playing Dordogne. Now, I'm not going to say much in terms of review on this or anything critical because for clarity... The when I did a little a couple of months interning um, to see what the industry was like at Player Two PR, this is one of the games they worked on, and technically I was around while they was working on this game. So for clarity's sake, that's there, um, and I, I, I was got sent a copy of this game as well. Um, but it's beautiful. Um, I, I, you know me when I go to like I get in drawn into a game show, I, I get drawn into a game, you know, I, I seem to have not an opposing opinion to everyone about Planet of Lana, but, you know, I, I just went, oh my god, this is the best thing ever, and everyone's going, well, it's not really, is it? Or many people are going, eh, it's not. And I'm like, well, it is, I loved it, you're missing the point. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm absolutely enamoured by Dordoin, um, and... The story, I think, is lovely. It's a very emotional story, funny parts, sad parts, everything. Again, I'm not going to go into that because it, these sort of games, I think, you need to experience. Um, but the one thing that hits you about this game is the visual style. Uh, because a common phrase, it's like a watercolour coming to life, or it's like a, a piece of art coming to life, and we always, like, you hear that, where if it's got a slightly, like, interesting style. Um, whereas this game is literally a watercolour interactive. Yeah. Um, it's 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 beautiful. In, I don't think I can convey fully just how beautiful this game is, um, just to look at. Uh, now, it is a sort of point-and-click game. I would call it more point-and-interact uh, because you do a lot of, like, you like you get an object and it's not just click on the object and it goes, oh, you found the key. You Like, early on, like, there's a bit where you go up to this cottage and there's a, like, you know the key's, like, in this letterbox, but you can't get to it. So you have to click to pull the letterbox off the, um, off the wall then you have to like get a screwdriver that you, like, and it's all actually the user interface is really good because you click on the screws. It goes, oh yeah, screwdriver, really good, well done, good, good uh, accessibility there. And then you kind of click and you twist your stick to unscrew, and then you take it out and you pick stuff up. And if something's got to be pulled up, you kind of click and drag it up. So it's more interactive than just simple point and click, which I really, really appreciate. Um, and everything's very intuitive as well so it, it, there's not much of oh you've got to decide what gets used here otherwise you're not going to progress it kind of goes look you know if you've got it in your inventory then we know that you want to use it so you click on the thing and we'll drag the thing out um and but it's for a game that's a watercolor and is purely a watercolor in it it's really well structured like when when you're like looking at the scene in front of you one yes you get drawn in and it's beautiful but it becomes obvious what you need to click and what you need to do 
And it's that level of immersion and beauty, but having accessibility and not trying to make you feel stupid that brings it together really well and makes it a really lovely experience to, to go through. Now, I'm only a couple of hours in. I haven't got far, but I wanted to talk about this game because just from looks alone, it's worth having because we are talking, when we talk about is games art, this is one that has to be up there in terms of is games art because so much of this is hand-painted by the creator and the artist behind it and then put into the game. So we get a literal artwork that you play through. And yeah, I, I just, I'm so far, I absolutely adore it. Um, the story itself, I, I will say, it's not a story you go, oh my God, that's like an unexpected story. It's kind of like the usual coming of age and discovering yourself story. Um, so it's not, it's nothing special there, but I honestly think it's everything that surrounds it that brings it together in such a unique and special way and yeah i this has been nothing on many people's radars for quite a while and it's worth the wait cool yeah it, lo- it does look beautiful i was reading some um aggregated reviews and one of them was saying uh that it's in that kind of items of reminiscence type genre you know you mm. reconnecting with items that that rem- rem- you go back into your past reminiscing with the the items and stuff um uh, yeah, it's. I'm really torn with this one. I think I probably will buy it. It's. I had a look on how long to beat, and it says it's about three hours. And I think I could yeah. probably suffer through gameplay I'm not really into for three hours just so I can see how beautiful it is all the way through. You know, because um, I do want to support them, and I do want to see all of the gorgeousness, and not just videos of it, but actually experience it in in kind of real time, sort of thing, and see it. Uh, emerge in front of me sort of sort of thing so i think i probably will buy this um it, i think it deserves it. did you it. play have you played a symbol with care no no i haven't no. right okay so if you played that and enjoyed it then this is right up your street you will get it but say because it's not it's very hard to describe because from the outset it is a glorified point and click but that's like saying everything's a glorified pac-man because you're moving, you know, your yeah, stick or, sim- or whatever. Too simplistic, yeah. Yeah. Dis- I mean, and it as is, a description, it's too simplistic, not the game. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's an adventure game, but it's not really an adventure as such. Like, yeah. adventure for me is being overly active, and it, it's not, but it's not a walking simulator either. Um, you know, What Remains of Edith Finch and Gone Home and stuff like that, there's elements of that in there. But whereas they are literally, you walk and you click on a dot or whatever, and it's because you see what's interactive and it opens it for you. It adds that extra level of immersion, but without going overly complicated. Um, if it is three to four hours in total, um, I'd say I, I, I think I've spent a lot of time just admiring um, and sort of going, ooh, 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 that's nice. Wow, that, <laughs> that next scene's lovely. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and it's just really drawn me in. Um, also, what, again, I want to make sure this is appreciated because it's a, just a small little touch um, and it's not immersion breaking, but I appreciate it. Do you know when you sometimes read letters in games and it's written in their handwriting and you go, now I've got to press another button to bring it up on screen because I can't read their bloody handwriting. Yeah. 
um, and then you get the whole thing. No, what this does, it has the letter and everything um, that you got, but the actual text on the letter, even if it might be slightly angled because of the way um, it's being held, the actual text is in modern readable text on the letter. Right. Um, even though it's like technically it should be a handwritten letter. Really appreciate that. Little details like that, save it. Because if you've got to keep pressing another button to read something, it's really weird. That puts me off. I'm playing, um, like, I'll, I'll talk about it next week, but Stasis Bone to Totem as well. Yeah. Um, which is really good. But then I've got to go to computers and I've got to press about three different buttons to actually read the content on the computers. And I'm like, nah, I can't be asked with that. Yeah. Whereas this, if this done that, I think I'd ignore after letters. But because I just press it and it's there in readable text, yeah, I'll read that letter. Um, and it adds to the immersion. It's brilliant. And just finally, um, <laughs> video games don't create intelligence. I answered a, a question on the chase when this, like, I found out more about this about half a year ago. Um, I was watching the chase and it asked a question about a region in France that does so and so and so and so. And I went, that's the doing. And even the chaser got it wrong. Hey, see? Nice. Um, the, the, the contestant got it right, and Brad went, oh, how do you know that? And he went, oh, I've been there. And I just went, video games. Yep. <laughs> video games, in it, Brad? That's um, it. I was talking to Bradley Walsh. I wasn't like, having a mental break. I probably was having a mental breakdown, but there you go. Well, yeah, that's the Bradley paradox, isn't it? Mm. It's like, now, am I talking to Brad, or am I talking as Brad? Or am I talking as Brad to Brad, or is Brad talking to me? Is it Brad talking to Brad? Who's Brad? Yeah. I mean, I, I live in your head rent free, Stu, so. <laughs> uh, but moving on. Yeah. Okay, I enjoyed my time in the south of France. I really, really did. It was nice and relaxing. Discovered all about my childhood and what my father was like growing up. Apparently, I have a father as well. But hey, there you go. Um, but uh, while we was there, um, bridge collapsed. We had to build a new bridge to get across the river. Um, and so I put my experience as a bridge builder to use um, nice. which I got through playing Polybridge 3 ah. uh, because there's been two other Polybridges um, which is the original Polybridge I think came out when all like these physics based puzzlers were all the rage um, and you've got like a lot of one and done like crown physics and all that and whatever um, the something whatever machines and all those anyway loads of different physics games um, and Polybridge kind of stuck around and they, they've created a second one and now a third one. Um, and essentially it's, you get a start point, you get an end point, you've got to build a, there's a massive gap, you've got to build a bridge, get the traffic across. That's the basic level of it. Um, the smaller the gap, the less complicated the bridge needs to be. But it might add levels like there might have to be a boat that might need to go through. So you've got to do a drawbridge. You might have traffic coming from different like height levels or one's coming from the left, one's coming from the right. Um, and then, but because it's a puzzle game as well, you might need to, like, you, it's not just a bridge that will stand up and do things. You might have to create a bridge that reacts so, as I said, a drawbridge that has to open. You might have to do something that allows top-level traffic to get through and then transition to let low-level traffic get through or do the same with stuff coming the other way. And you get to create all these different unique things that come there. And, I, you know, I, again, I've, I've put a couple of hours into this. Um, I'm not very good at it. I am, like, I'm looking at it and it breaks my brain trying to make it all work. But... Um, 
watching like other people's solutions. This is a good thing. You can actually see other people's solutions. It creates little gifts of it and, oh. and everything like that. And Clever. like you see what people do and it's like, wow, okay, I can try that. Um, so you don't like, there's different objectives. Like it's like typical of that era. Cause I think this is also a mobile game or, but not a in-app purchase mobile game. It's like a proper game that was on mobile. A uh, bit like World of Goo. Um, so you kind of go like, oh, if you do it in this time frame, you get this, you get a star. Or if you do it using this many pieces, you get a star. If you, or if you only spend this much money, you get a star. Um, now, for me, games like this, I, I, I changed my, my my attitude with these because it used to be when I played things like Cut the Rope or Angry Birds or things like that. It was like, must get three stars, must get three stars, must get three stars before I carry on. And I do myself out of enjoying the later content and I've kind of transitioned now to go, look, I'll complete it all the way through. One star, whatever, or just scrape through with no stars, whatever it allows. Um, and then if I'm still enjoying it, I'll go back and can I then improve it rather than going, can I perfect each level before moving on? Um, and whereas I didn't get on with the first two poly bridges because I had that other attitude when I was playing them, this one, yeah, I'm really enjoying uh, because there's the amount of times I've kind of gone through completed the level and you know i could see my bridge creaking under the pressure going just get through just get through just get through um and they go that'll do having a quick glance at what other people have done i went oh okay and by the time i get back round to it in eight years or whatever it'll be um, i'd have forgot what that solution was but i'll know there's better solutions that i could try and play with and it's, yeah, it's just really good. Controls are really good. They've they thought about Steam Deck, so it, it works on the Steam Deck really well. You've got controller controls, touch controls, mouse and keyboard controls. It's all there in a nice package. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and, yeah, just really enjoy it. However, and here's the however, um, unlike Herbifrome, this one's 20 quid, which might put people off, because I know a lot of people have a bit of a thing about... Uh, puzzle game prices and what was essentially once a mobile game prices. But, listen, as a complete game that's been put together and, and plays really well and works really well and is has got, like, um, uh, I think it's got workshop support as well. Um, 20 quid's a bargain for what the amount of content in here, in all fairness. So don't let that put you off. I'm absolutely enamoured with this. Yeah, we, we've got to put this one as the um, as the hero image for this episode as well because it's so gorgeous. I mean, it's not Dordoyne gorgeous, but it is so gorgeous. It's just... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm going to disagree with you there, Stuart. Do you know what? You never get to choose. So, yes, do you know what? This is going to be the hero image. In a week where we've got Dordoyne, this is going to be the hero image. Well, no, because Dordoyne was the hero image for last week, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Oh, was it not? What was that it? That wasn't Dordoyne. That was a um, the unfinished Swan style game whose name I can't remember. Oh, sorry. Aha. Yeah. But that was a watercolor, so you are correct. Ah, no. I think we should go with Dordoyne then. Oh, it's a tricky I'm one. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip a virtual coin because yeah, this is gorgeous. I love the aesthetic of this. Yeah, beautiful. Um, it, it is really good. It's kind of low. It's not quite low poly, is it? It's but it is at the same it's time. It's almost plasticine. Really... It's that kind yeah. of yeah. Fisher Price kind of playing with toys, but really 
really nicely colour separation is really really good with it as well it's just it's like it's like you like you, you discovered your granddad's like attic and you've got it he's built this whole like town in there really meticulously <laughs> yeah and you're like oh i could run my cars through that yeah 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 it's exactly what it's like it's like the sort of thing if you saw when you were like four or five your head would have literally exploded yeah, yeah. Um, and then you wouldn't be here to talk about that. Sadly. It should be another yeah. paradox. Oh, paradox cast. But yeah, no, really good. I've, I've, I've been spoiled this week. I think I've played three excellent games that are completely different to each other um, in so many ways, but have all brought me equal joy. Um, which, you know, I finished um, Above Snakes, and I've really got to talk, I've really got to write about that. Because I've, I've not talked about what a game I've absolutely thought. But I finished Above Snakes last week. Um, and then I kind of went into that post. I've completed a long game that I've really enjoyed. Folk of like, I don't know what I want to do now. Yeah, you do get a um, burnout, I, don't you? After a good game am, when you've... Yeah. <laughs> am I done with video games? Is that <laughs> it for me now? Um, so to then pick up like these three that I'm working through together along with... I say, I'm also... Just had a bit of horror to it. I'm playing Stasis Bone Totem and I'll talk about that properly next week. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great time to to be a gamer, um, especially if you do like indie games, the so-called indie games, because hey, the AAA market's looking a bit identical after Summer Games Fest. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we went into that last week. It was it was very very disappointing overall. But yeah, all this stuff is is fantastic. I've, yeah, yeah, it's heartening, very heartening. There's loads of lovely stuff around. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and I say it's barely touching the sides. I I've just put up um, last week. I put up or earlier this week. No, it'd be last week when you listen to it. Whatever. Um, I put up a couple of demos I played from the Summer Games Fest. I uh, got a couple of codes through for a couple of games, and one I I, I was kind of like drawn towards. So like Tiny Sticker Tail, which is a, like a really good little cutesy heartwarming puzzle narrative where you use stickers um to like to like build levels so the narrative could to carry on shadow gambit which is like a, a brilliant tactical base game but using ghost pirates and stuff like that beautiful and then a, like another really like interesting game in a mechanic we don't see used well called juicent or just song i don't know how it's meant to be pronounced but it's a rock climbing game where you've basically got to do travel up a mountain by climbing uh, but it's actually got very, very interactive climbing where you use like the triggers to be your right hand and left hand. But it's not tedious. It works because it goes, okay, look, you've got to find your actual points to climb, and but you're close enough. So we'll give you that little bit. And there's puzzle mechanics to it and working at how to get places. And it takes what is the most tedious part of, of games like Tomb Raider and... Uh, Zelda um, and what's that other game with Nathan Drake in it, Uncharted takes the most tedious parts of those and makes it an interesting concept so again these are all games that usually not get the time of day and probably be ignored by most people but yeah it's like you know that's just a small section of what I saw that I liked, we've got the uh, Steam Next Fest coming up next week I think, this week possibly as you're listening to it yeah. um, so get ready for a load of stuff off that because yeah we've got it's busy there's just like every time it feels like we're about to go into a bit of a drought of creativity 
up pop a bunch of indie devs and they go, well, here you go, have some fun. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. So am I, and then you've got to listen to me talk about them all because I don't I don't really talk enough, Stu. I know, you need more don't, time, don't you? Yeah. I don't. I need more time to talk about things and get my point. I definitely need more time to get my point across because my brain kind of goes, get to the point, get to the point. My mouth's going, yeah, in a minute. In a minute there, Brad. Yeah, whatever, dude. Not listening to you. Haven't got the last point out yet, have we? So we can't quite move on to the next one. Um, But, yeah, brilliant. Um, Is there anything you want to add before I do whatever I've got to do? Uh, You know, I was watching a completely not game-related thing. Just prior to work, I was watching a TikTok about... um, how it's important, like setting boundaries, like wherever in life, but particularly mm. in work, setting boundaries and, and telling people off when they've exceeded those boundaries is not disrespectful. You should do Correct. it and you should feel like you're able to do it. And if it, if it means that they get funny with you or arsey with you, don't feel bad about that. You're entirely within your rights to set boundaries. And it's just been particularly pertinent this week because, you know, I've had a lot of feedback and, and behaviours that I'm just not acting not accepting anymore i've reached a, a total everything's chucked in the fuck it bucket you know what i mean it's just like mm-hmm. pff, not having that anymore so my boundaries are well and truly set and uh yeah and, and i feel empowered by watching that because yeah you should have boundaries that people don't cross because people can be arseholes and they should be told when they are being arseholes so there you go that, that's my thought to- for the week totally agree totally agree and i would like love to end on that point um because you are 100% right. But as you started talking, something popped into my brain. Um, <laughs> did you get to go and see Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse? Yeah, I did. It was terrible. No, I'm only joking. It was absolutely fantastic. Jesus Christ almighty, what a film. I know. I thought it was fantastically good all the way through. Um, has to win an Oscar for something. Yeah, it should do. It really should. Um if not all the Oscars, because the storytelling I thought was brilliant. Um, it There was no, like, do you know sometimes you see the film and it goes like, ah, oh, coming, like, ah, oh, to be continued. And you sometimes it's like, oh, you get people boo and stuff like that. The cinema screen I was in was just like left in stunned silence. It's like, yeah. like, I was still trying to comprehend what they had just watched. And there's so many little, like, oh, there's so many little nuggets in there that call back to the first film in really creative ways. So it's like, I remember watching like the uh, the first film and like seeing the number 42 everywhere. And like, it was kind of hinted at that the number 42 was actually just a tribute to Jackie Robinson. Um, and it was like, I remember reading stuff and going, oh, well, I don't know what the number 42 means. I've seen that a few times. And it was like, oh, yeah, because like Miles, like from, his, like from his heritage, it was a tribute to like the struggles of Jackie Robinson and stuff like that. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then obviously we know more because we've seen the film show. Uh, I'm hoping everyone gets to go and see it. And then there's nods to like what different colours mean and what they meant in the first film to what they mean now, thanks to big reveals. And oh my God, it's just, I Edith, I took Edith to see it. She was like, that first opening 20 minute before the title card comes up uh, with, uh, with, with, with Gwen and her kind of story going on there. Edith kind of leaned over to me while we was watching it and went, Daddy, this is amazing. <laughs> I was like, I mean, Edith. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh my Jesus! I just—it was 
yeah, I just, I can't put into words just how good that film is. And if you haven't seen it, go and see it. Watch, watch get the first film on DVD or stream it or whatever, if you haven't seen the first film, but watch it. Then go and watch the second film. It's all amazing. I am going to go and see it again because I'm going to take Lucas to see it. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It, it's just, yeah, so packed full of creativity. It's, you, you can't even, it's off the charts in terms of creativity. Mm. Uh, the the only th- thing worth saying from my side, other than that, is the trailer for or whatever the Pixar one's called, Elemental, is it? It was on before it. Yeah. And it just made that look so hollow <laughs> and Cheap. pointless and bank- creatively bankrupt, you know, in comparison. And, it, yeah, it's it's beautiful and fantastic. Yeah. And if it yeah. was just purely style over substance, I still would have had a good time, but it's not. Yeah, it just shows that you can go over the top creatively and still create something that's watchable and coherent and invests you. Um, yeah. But what I really want, someone, 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 please make a video game in that style. Oh, because yeah. Yeah. however you do it, I don't care how you do it because it's just, oh. <laughs> yeah we could go on about it forever because it is so wonderful it's such a brilliant yes. film but yes glad that you enjoyed it so much and hope that everybody's got good things coming up for the rest of the week and that the weather holds well for the people in the UK and hopefully everywhere else so in the meantime yeah just blanked <laughs> I'm getting like that every week now just blanking in the meantime, give the us end. money and, yeah yeah give us money there you go that's the message give us money and (laughs) to justify that spend look at all our content on the website follow all the links to all the socials and connect to us there join our discord if you want please do give via coffee or via patreon if you feel you can afford it but never put yourself or your finances at risk obviously and in the meantime until next time stay safe and stay sane